everybody. Welcome back to the Dr. Greg Jones Optimization Academy, where I get to interview some of my favorite innovators in health and fitness and medicine and beyond. And we are welcoming back Dr. Grace Liu of the Gut Institute. For those of you who missed part one, stop what you're doing. Go listen to part one. But if you have done the first part of this, uh, this, this course of our, our podcast here, you'll know that Dr. Liu is a functional medicine practitioner. She is a pharmacist, a clinical pharmacist by trade founder of the Gut Institute, as I said before. She helps her clients gain optimal performance through rebuilding the microbiome after damage from modern living. Um, she's amazing. We talked about advanced lab testing and strategies to revert. Uh, we talked about gut dysbiosis and the microbiome and all the different systems that it involves. And she, this is what she does and does it very well. So I'm very happy to welcome Dr. Grace back to the show. Thank you so much for having me again. You are welcome. I'm going to get one of those sound machines where it's going to be clapping and some fireworks <laughs> when you guys come back on the show. I need to just That's really awesome. hype this up because this is, you know, I get so excited Ooh. when I get to you guys on the show because we follow each other on social media and I see the posts and I see the presentations and the things on YouTube and I get, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have her on the show. And it's, it's just amazing to have these conversations and just talk medicine and, and, and true medicine, right? We talked about dysfunctional medicine and functional medicine in part one. So it's exciting. So welcome back. Okay, so we're going to start, and I, and I told her before we kicked off, like, hey, I'm about to ask you some questions that I don't really know a whole lot about. So this is all you. You're about to, you are going to need some BPC-157 and Thymus yeah. Data 4 because your back is about to hurt. You're about to carry this show. You're about to carry it. I got it. it. Sure. Awesome. <laughs> so, Let's do it. So uh, in, in part one, we talked a little bit about modern living and, and diet and how that can affect the microbiome, right? So in, you know, inflammatory foods and processed foods and all these things we know that are just unhealthy and not having enough fiber, right? But we yeah. also know there are all these diets and every few years a new one comes out, right? Yeah. There's this paleo, this whole food, there's um, the, the macro diet, you know, there's all these, you know, low carb, keto, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah. And so the question for you is, are these diets sufficient to fuel our microbiome in the short term and for life? And do they actually help heal the gut? You know, so I definitely want to get your take on the diets and uh, how they help us or not help us. Absolutely. So that's when testing actually can be really helpful. I mean, most people who grab onto a diet, they're doing it because they have some health issues, whether they admit it or not, you know memory loss or like body fat composition, brain fog, you know, fatigue or autoimmunity or a cancer diet <clears throat> to go into remission. So I look, you know, it's important to look at why they're on a diet and then look at markers. Um, what we have seen for me is when I pull organic acid testing um, or a, a stool kit like GI map or a Genovic uh, stool kit is I can track and kind of look at how permeable their gut lining is. No matter how good a diet is, if they have high permeability, so in other words, like a lot of lipopolysaccharide, which is really toxic for our system from gram-negative bacteria and just a lot of permeability, no matter how good they're eating or what diet they're on, they're going to be allergic to it because whatever they're eating, the undigested proteins and other things and what's ever in the gut, yeast, uh, pathogenic flora, they go into the bloodstream and the body's just like, no way, you know, here comes in the CIA and you know, targeted shooters and drones and blah, 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 you know, bring in the whole cavalry, you know, army, navy, um, air force, everything. And then they'll try to move it out, move what's leaking into the bloodstream. And that's when we start to see a lot of health problems. It could be brain fog, body comp issues, metabolic syndrome, 
overweight, diabetes, hard gainers for athletes, um, poor performance. You know, some people are not meddling or ranking or like uh, getting on the podium. Their performance is starting to suck for MMA fighters. Like they might get concussions, get hit, all that kind of stuff. So diets are helpful, you know, uh, depending on what's going on. A lot of diets may initially work, you know, in the beginning because they are starving certain components of the microbiome. Most of our pathogens like yeast, candida, um, some mold, you know, um, the high, um, our gram positive and gram negatives that are really pathogenic like E. coli and uh, strep. These tend to be sugar eaters. Klebsiella, citrobacter, all are really highly, you know, inflammatory. They affect joints. You know, you work on a lot of ortho and joints. We find, you know, chlamydia and Klebsiella, citrobacter, all these junk in the, they have antibodies against uh, synovial tissue, knee tissue, all kinds of joint, and even like OA, you know, hand, phalanges, and other, you know, problem, problems that develop. So when, when I look at what helps someone for their diet, it's usually because they're starving some huge component of their microbiome, but it's not forever. You know, as soon as they lick a strawberry, right, eat a piece of bread or eat candy, it's all going to come back again. That's what they always tell me as well. You know, I don't care what kind of fruit cleanse they do. Uh, a very popular one's called AIP, autoimmune paleo diet, um, which is great, but we've seen so many failures of people that come to us, you know, oh, as soon as they eat carbs again or whatever, 10 new, you know, all their symptoms come back again. These diet also starve. Many of them are low fiber. Like paleo diet, I love it, but it's probably like three grams of fiber a day. You know, romaine lettuce is, you get one gram of fiber for one cup of romaine lettuce. I don't care how much lettuce you eat, you know, like a rabbit, you're not getting much fiber. Lentils, on the other hand, is about 12 grams for half cup. Rice, if it's, if you have good stomach acid, you don't have achlorhydria, you know, you don't have a history of problems with NSAIDs, ibuprofen or PPIs or H2 blockers. You, let's say you have a really great gut. You know, you're making plenty of acid. Acid transform carbs, complex carbs, into something known as type three resistant starch, which is an amazing fiber that's kind of gooey and it feeds all our mucolytic uh, fermenting, fermenting bacteria, our protective firewalls. Our protective firewalls eat mucus. They're like right up against our whole GI tract, small intestinal tract, and they heal us. They turn on peptides probably. They secrete a bunch of peptides. They make all kinds of antimicrobial peptides known as AMP. Some of these AMPs are circular, some are, um, are huge like anti-Lyme, anti-spirochete, anti-strep, anti-candida, anti-fungal type of uh, peptides. They're amazing and uh, super cool. So um, we, and then when we feed them, uh, they, they live for us and make all kinds of stuff. And studies show for low carb diets, big components of our keystone flora die off. Generally, when they resume a normal diet, not a low, low carb diet, they, they come back again, but not always. We know with antibiotic studies, after one course antibiotic, some people will actually never grow back what they lost with the antibiotic. Some they will, but it'll take three years or two years. All the studies are different. It kind of depends on the patient population. Amazing. It's amazing. Now you mentioned that permeability and I started thinking like we did not talk about this in part one. No, yeah. We, we you know, and it's, it's, it's leaky gut. Right. Yeah. And so we talk about gut permeability. We talk about gut. Right. And so and that and that begs the question, since we're on the topic of diets, um, is there a diet that is, you know, more specific or for healing a leaky gut? Or, you know, because again, you know, you get these, these gap junctions, you know, they're, you know, yeah. permeability, you get right. proteins right. and your body's attacking right. you, right? And so right. from a, you know, this is going to be high level, this answer here, but what's a yeah. good strategy to kind of help, you know, that, yeah. that leaky gut repair? 
Yeah, so we have a master gut class. Um, we teach people how to have the best diet for themselves. It should be rather customized. So we have, it comes with a free kit, uh, an O kit, an organic acid tech kit, and an IgG food panel, which is super awesome. I love the one from Great Plains. Um, partly I love it because there's also, they check, just like we check tigers and antibodies against Lyme or any of the viral co-infections, you know, cytomegalovirus, HHV6, HHV7, HHV8, um, Parvo, you know, Epstein-Barr. This food allergen test checks antibodies against the two major fungal elements in the gut, which are often on skin and brain and that vagina, you know, uh, microbiome areas as well. Um, and I love to track these because the higher they are, the more fucked a person is because you shouldn't be making antibodies against your own flora. They all belong there. They're native, they're endogenous. They, they're, they're part of the terrain. They're part of a good rainforest in the gut. The problem is if they're leaking into the bloodstream, then the body's gonna try and attack it. This is just a natural, amazing immune system we have. Unfortunately, whatever someone's eating, and these also, if they're overgrowing, they're causing leaky gut. They break down firewalls. That's why we would, we, but we don't wanna just be on antifungals forever or anti-strep medications forever. That's why some people, they take antibiotics, they do feel mildly a little bit better. But the best thing is to have targeted probiotics. That's what every human, healthy human has. I call them the ABCs. So we actually can check stool kits and check if people have these. A is for acromantia, B is for bifidolongum, like in my probiotic. C is for the butyrate making clostridiolus. The C is for clostridiolus. Everyone should have a healthy amount of these. Not too much, it's like Goldilocks. Too much is not good, too little is not good. Too much actually means you're having overgrowth and a lot of leaky gut. Yeah, so the ideal diet, like what I talk about in my master gut class is um, what shows up on the allergen test. And surprisingly, people will be like, oh my God, I eat avocados all day long. Why am I allergic to it? Well, that's because you're leaky. And now you pushed it into your bloodstream because you're leaky. And also a lot of people, they don't know why they're leaky. Well, stress causes leakiness. Like let's say they're around toxic people, toxic environment, toxic job, toxic neighborhood, toxic people, toxic family, thinking toxic thoughts, right? You actually kind of have to, we have to look at the whole spectrum, psychosocial lifestyle. You know, sometimes the best thing for someone is to get a spousectomy or a jobectomy or a cityectomy, you know, because something there, they're not aligning to it, right? And they think like, oh, I should just stay here, do it or whatever, but they're actually creating leaky gut because that stress is relentless and then the body knows it, right? Trauma gets stuck there. And that's why I actually love other modalities of healing that are ancestral, you know, are kind of used forever, you know, like psychedelics and mushrooms and ayahuasca, all kinds of stuff, because it's not that easy to do those things mentally sometimes. But we look at, we look at all the reasons why permeability is happening. Sometimes some of my clients like, oh, they're lovely people, but their hormones are tanked, they're, <clears throat> testing is tanked and they're doing CrossFit five, five days a week. Holy cow. Now, when I had chronic fatigue, if I did CrossFit, I'd be in bed for two months straight afterwards. In fact, I did. That's what happened. Also, I did Bikram. I did. I had a 10 part card. I did Bikram twice. I can never go back. I sweat so much <clears throat> and I wiped out all my sodium and potassium and zinc and boron, everything. I, could, I couldn't even like function for like freaking a month or two later, like, so we have to kind of ask our clients, like, what are, they, what are you doing, you know, and kind of scale it back. They think it's okay, you know, but it's actually not okay. And it's causing permeability where, to the point where they're allergic to every food they're eating. But we, with our protocols, you know, changing lifestyles a little bit, healing, nourishing themselves, nourishing their heart, you know, why, why don't they feel love for themselves? Damn it, start feeling love for yourself. <laughs> that will heal your leaky gut. Yeah. So, um, we, you know, we, we have some, you know, training and help, help them feel safe. 
oh my gosh, all these turn on our vagal nerve and our nervous system will be like, Yay! and heal the leakiness. And actually, <clears throat> even if we don't restrict foods, people can suddenly eat foods that they're allergic to. And oh my God, their gut pain doesn't hurt anymore. We even do zappers like a gamma cord to zap their vagal, you know, a couple times a day just to get the vagal nerve up. And that will tighten actually the esophageal sphincter, even tighten the gut up. The, the uh, founder of GammaCore is amazing. He created it, I think, I believe one, one of the co-founders, he created it because his son had an anaphylactic peanut allergy. Yeah. So we also built allergens for some, you know, in some way, shape or form through modern living, modern disruptions and the lack of our keystone floor that tighten all of it up and, and even turn on the immune systems to, so that it's uh, normal, you know, no allergen state. And then, you know, we don't have to do so many of the, all these other things, protocols and everything, peptides, hormones, you know, it's our nervous system. Uh, a lot of it's regulated by the microbiome. Um, the diets are helpful temporarily. I mean, we do have people consider, you know, cutting back on the top allergies that show up on all testing. So basically it's gluten, dairy, you know, nuts. Yeah, nuts are lovely, but they're also really high protein, sticky proteins. <clears throat> For some reason, soy, soy, soy and corn are terrible. They're probably because they're GMO right now. And BT corn is terrible. BT is a toxin that kills pests, but unfortunately it's a gut disruptor, kills our guts as well too. So those are the main you know, things we kind of sort of take away temporarily. If someone has Crohn's or IBD, we actually will have them consider cutting out the protein they're eating and then modify their protein in their diet. If they're high, high protein carnivore, we actually have to switch them to vegetarian temporarily. If they're just uh, you know, normal eating, we have them do one week red meat, one meat week uh, poultry, you know, goose, duck, chicken, turkey, uh, one week fish, you know, trout, salmon, halibut, whatever. And then one week seafood, if they're not allergic to seafood. This, in just a, a month or two, they're usually able to start to eat foods again, and especially with our gut protocols, calming down the gut, maybe a couple peptides as well, you know, like really fast recovery. Like people are just surprised and shocked. And then like we were talking about different metrics, you know, I ask people about their, you know, for women, PMS and cycle length, you know, are they still achy, achy breasts, you know, acne, anxiety, bitch, you know, like, are they still like that? If they aren't, oh my God, we know we did it. Men, you know, are you still, you know, you know, cranky, road rage, you know, low testosterone, no morning wood. And then in two months or less with this change and, you know, gut protocols that hit what's really going on, like fungal overgrowth, um, yeast overgrowth, you know, strep overgrowth. Oh my gosh, like everything's back again. Testosterone may actually not really even change. I think there's something going on at the biological receptor level. Our microbiome pathogens secrete out poisons that block a lot of receptors, thyroid receptors, so our temperatures go down, right? Th uh, testosterone receptors. So levels look fine, but they're blocked, cough blocked, in other words. Same with women, you know, progesterone. And, and, then, and, and then we talk a lot about stress because you know a lot about aromatase you know, stress is going to, whether it's high or low, the dysregulation turns on aromatase. And we know genetically and anatomically, some women have high aromatase activity in their lower abdominal tract, but no, not much elsewhere. The problem is with high aromatase is we get this imbalance of hormone when stress turns on aromatase. So there's high estrogen locally. We don't detect it in the blood, but they're pumping the fuck out of estrogen there. And they're causing hyperproliferation, kind of like scarring adhesions. So then looking at cysts and fibroids. And again, with our protocols in just two months or less, often we'll see these cysts and fibroids just disappear because we're changing the microbiome and the whole terrain. And then the body starts to resorb things that don't belong where they are. 
And it's interesting what you mentioned about the uh, the testing portion of it and being allergic to foods because I'll, I'll get patients who will have they'll have their food sensitivity testing, and they'll be like, "It's fifth, it's forty things," and it's just like, "Well, you're not allergic to forty foods. You got a leaky gut. Like this is impossible. Yeah, right. Like, you wouldn't. Right, you right, know, right. this is because you're right. literally your every. You know, those right. That permeability is so bad that almost everything right, you eat right. is coming out there. So I can't tell you, well, don't eat because if you take exactly. you take away everything of this, so what are you going to eat? You know, exactly. so right, right. We, we actually kind of, because we're trained at naturopathic doctors in our school, we kind of have our basic protocol. We do the four R's right. where it's remove, yeah. restore, re-inoculate, repair, right? So you want right. to remove the offending pathogen, which is like, okay, that food or that, right. or that, you know, that you're responding to. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if it's 40, all right. Okay. We can, we, we take the top and we can, we can do rotational right. diets, whatever we need to do. And then you yeah. talk about re-inoculating that's getting the good gut, you know, that resolving dysbiosis, you know, good right. gut bacteria versus bad. And you got your replace. This is the, you know, the thought process of most likely some type of, uh, some type of digestive enzyme um, right. deficiency. And, and that varies yeah. on the school of thought on, on where you stand on that. And then also repair. And that's where mm-hmm. there's so many great thing products out there you know obviously you know i love peptides so i'm going to think about like yeah. bbc one five we'll talk about i don't want yeah. to like steal the peptide thunder for the end but you know they're no, peptides no. that can help repair the gut right. so you got your bbc one five seven which is probably right. top of the class with that but even if you're yeah. not about that peptide life and if you're not why are you listening hang up the phone get off the <laughs> podcast so uh, you know but then you know if you look at supplements and all that you'll have your you know l-glutamine and, and carnosine right. there's just a ton yeah of different things, you know, yeah, um, that can absolutely. help with that healing piece of it. Right. And so mm-hmm. I mean, there's, uh, I want to say glycerizo is on it. There's a, there's a list of all these great gut right. healing yeah. um, things Slippery out there. Um, Slippery yeah. elm. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, some other demulsion herbs and all that stuff. So you, you got all these mm-hmm. great things there. Right. But at the end of the day, it's like recognizing that, Hey, you know, if you, you have you run zonulin testing before or? Yeah, well, add it on to the GI stool kit sometimes. Yeah. Okay. But again, yeah. like, um, like you've seen some people have testing and uh, none of it is like ideal. Like it's all kind of mm. the immunoglobulins on the food panel or their line testing or their Epstein bar, the IgGs are all low, low, low. And, oh, sorry, Greg, I gotta probably change up. Oh, I have to change this out. I should. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, can't hear you yet. 
you were, I think you're muted. Um, Um, nothing yet. Uh, let's see here. Uh oh. Okay, so another thing we mentioned uh, a little bit in the previous show, and we talked a little bit, a little bit before we got on here, was um, we know that we live in this very toxic environment, right? So we all yeah. these we all these hormone disruptors and gut disruptors and microbiome disruptors, right? And um, it, it, you mentioned the firewall, right, with yeah. the gut. And so are there any particular strains or particular, um, you know, um, microbiome components that are very specific in that firewall against these, uh, the, against these toxins like xenoestrogens and arsenic and other heavy metals? Yeah, there, and that's an awesome question, Greg, because we deal now with this toxic soup, all of us, no matter, even babies born, as you know, their core blood is just shown, it's studies show they're just full of like over 100, 200, different chemicals, right? Um, so from birth, it's, you know, people are inundated. Um, so I actually did a keynote address for the AAEM, the American Academy of Environmental Medicines, who help heal people with all kinds of toxin burden, xenoestrogens, phthalates, chemicals, plastics, um, heavy metals. And surprisingly, you know, when people have a healthy microbiome, um, the bacteria that are there, like bifidobacteria longum, Lactobacillus rhamnosus, these have been heavily studied, these two species. They actually help in, in, in vitro, they're mostly in vitro, but I'll, I'll talk about in a second, an in vivo study. Most are in vitro, and they find that these bacteria, their cell wall will absorb up heavy metals, take them out of the system. They even bind up mycotoxins. So, I mean, we have this rampant mold toxicity issue. I mean, yeah, the homes are hyperhermetically hyper sealed, and you know, without airflow, mold's just gonna grow on dust particles, you know, no matter what we do. 
Um, but we have a huge problem now with mold. You know, people have antibodies to mold, they're full of mold and they don't have the good flora. Basically, I think it's the same firewall theory, right? They don't have the firewall to neutralize mycotoxins and, and literally be anti-aspergillus. So when we do protocols, we do botanicals and some binders, you know, that are anti-aspergillus, which is different in, in pharmaceutical activity, pharmacological activity compared to anti-candida activity or anti-saccharomyces yeast activity. You have to do aspergillus activity. They're, they're all part of the fungi world, but different things kill them. Um, so the in vitro studies are amazing. And even for other chemicals, you know, these species can neutralize um, toxins. Uh, for estrogens as well too, we need these good ones to transform like uh, an orange, you know, antioxidant known as norinogen. There's a lot of norinogen studies. If you don't have the compo composite of healthy flora in the gut, you don't make amplified antioxidants from the food we eat. I mean, you know, food has lots of antioxidants, but some, you know, what's shown in clinical studies is that they're very powerful, but you need this augmentation, you know, from our gut microbiome, a healthy one. Yeah. So again, I, I love looking at, um, you know, centenarians, they have certain species, especially Eubacteria limosum. They have seven times more Eubacteria limosum. And this species compared to healthy control people at the same age, age, age match, this, special species like will take regular antioxidants in food and just like amplify the F out of them. And a lot of these antioxidants, they help combat xenoestrogens basically, the inflammation related to toxic chemicals that are in the body. Um, and then when we have good stooling, you know, we'll bind toxins up and then they exit our body, you know, really in a healthy way. And that's how, okay, let's bring back to peptides. You know, a lot of the rodent, you know, mouse um, rat studies uh, done with uh, BPC as well as TB4, thymosin beta-4, they gave all kinds of toxins to these animals. And when the peptides were on board, they were bulletproof. They didn't get toxified. They gave lethal doses of like all kinds of um, toxins. You know, some are gut toxins, others were just lethal toxins like arsenic or other heavy metals. They were able to live and also remodel their body to a, a, you know, a state very close to healthy homeostasis. Wow. Yeah, That's and even amazing. antibiotics. Yeah, they even gave yeast infections to little rodent animals with BPC and they didn't get paretic, they didn't get fever. Like they were probably combating, you know, the infection. Oh man. That's yeah, so, so they're cool. antimicrobial that, yeah. and they're remodeling the soft tissue and we know they help bone too. Bone, bony tissue is in joints and nice. Yeah. Nice. And that leads, what a segue, a perfect segue because that leads into our last question now. Uh, this is my my new thing with my guests, especially yeah. those who are in our peptide world. All right, here we go, Dr. Grace. You are going to an island. You didn't plan to get stranded, but I'm stranding you on this yeah. island. Okay. And, and you and you get to take three peptides with you. Just three. You know, you, okay. can, you can make a combination one. I, I won't be judgy on that. But if you had to only have three peptides with you, which ones would they be? Um, I think I would like the KPV. I think it's a, yeah, very teeny tiny, but powerful KPV. And uh, probably BPC and T, T beta four. Okay. I, I love these, yeah. So those and I love it, I love it like there's no lethal dose. And you know, yeah. we try to kill animals with it. They just got healthier and healthier and healthier. I mean, that's, I mean, that says a good thing about them. You know, we can't okay. do that with pharmaceuticals, yeah. Okay. But the cocktail, you know, is amazing to combine, you know, you get the synergism, just like, probiotics when you get a diversity of our you know good keystone fluoride there's a synergism you don't have to use as much either to okay. get that amplified effect 
Now, why those three? Okay. So these are the ones most studied. So I believe they're safe and, and they're efficacious. Um, KPV is a kind of a newer player, I think. Um, I'm still learning a, a little bit about that. But KPV, um, I was doing a little experiment myself. You know how we always experiment ourselves. But I had a little wart on my eye and I was not very even compliant. I just like dabbed like a teeny bit of cream, KPV cream, like a few times in a month. And like that wart just fell off. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to get some skin tags off too. I have this like, uh, on, in this eye, I have um, myelination on my optic nerve. You're not supposed to have that much myelination once the optic nerve enters the, the whole retinal orbit, whatever. So every time I go to, you know, eye school, ophthalmology school, they just want to like take all these photos of me. Mm -hmm. But so I have like some skin tags, you know, and blemishes because there's inflammation in there for whatever reason, right? That myelination changed something, probably not full oxygenation or whatever. So I have more skin tags on this side. And that's the thing we see with people with cavitations, which are little pockets of yucky putrid bacteria after a wisdom tooth has been taken out or a tooth fell out, right? Or people who have silicon implants, you know, a lot of garbage on that side of the body kind of thing. Um, yeah, so there's some like, some inflammation on this side versus this side for me. But the KPV has like just, it's changing stuff powerfully. Wow, it's amazing. Yeah, we've, we've done great work with KPV. I mean, just uh, nasal spray for, there's mm -hmm. some, you know, dealing with people with uh, brain fog um, from mold yeah. toxicity, yeah. anti-inflammatory, um, just, we can use it just like, just right near the site of an injury, just because it's yep. so like, I actually prefer it, you know, in office, yeah. if I'm like, Hey, I need to get this inflammation down right now. Okay. Cause again, again, I love PRP. I love prolotherapy. I love all these regenerative yeah. injections, but if I need to get that mm -hmm. inflammation down right now, I'm not reaching for uh, a steroid. I'm reaching for KPV. Ah, oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. It's that level of redu reduction of inflammation. So in BPC. I love that. I love that. I love your experience and you're sharing it. That's so, oh, you so know, it's great. Cool. great. And, and I, to me, like my favorite peptides are the ones that I can do the most with because yeah. KPV, we can do in capsules, injectable yeah. nasal spray, BPC-157, yep. eye drops and yep. oral capsules and yep. injections and, yeah. um, and rectal, yeah, rectal suppository enemas. Yeah. Anywhere toothpaste. we need it. Toothpaste, you know. Oh um, my God, yeah. EPC and, and 157 and, and, and toothpaste, Thymus beta-4, again, you know, we right. can work with right. that. And BPC-157 can also be a nasal spray too. And I yeah. actually did a protocol for a okay. TBI concussion recovery okay. with, yeah. with BPC, so great for that. And that I is used, I, I actually, I think we did NAD, BPC, yes. and yeah. CMAX. CMAX, perfect. Combo. Yeah. So um, just- Awesome. That, that flexibility and thymus beta four is just such yep. a great, you know, we think about healing, yeah. but thymus beta four actually helps modulate the immune system too. Absolutely, so if yeah. you have someone in that hyper, their immune system seems a little bit ag aggressive, right? you know, you can actually calm it down a little bit using some thymus beta right. four. And that's just these, the function of that is just amazing and topical. And we can use right. it for hair. I actually yes. um, did a, a conference and it was the hair regeneration was a topic. And yes. they, they mentioned right. doing, uh, BPC-157, thymus beta-4, and GHK copper. GHK copper, I love that one. Yeah. Oh, I got scalp. some baby hair growth too using- Oh man, it's great, it's and, great. Yeah, it's I know. Right. That, well, so. I don't know, if you, since you work with athletes, um, the uh, thymus and beta-4 is also in the, um, I think they're getting human studies or phase three, three out because there's going to be a pharmaceutical indication, but in animals, it helps to reverse and do protection for CTBI. Wow. 
Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's me. I got to look. Yeah, and it's hard to keep up well. with all of it. Yeah. Yes, yeah, always. Yeah. So but anything that helps is, the oh. brain is going to help the biome, is what I found. Yeah. The and only that's with BPC. BPC is shown also to help with CTBI in animal studies. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that too. I guess the only downside with our athletes is that it's still not, all, you know, like this banned in your competitive sports. It's now like, banned January first to 2022, just recently. Which one? The Diamond Beta Four. All of them. All the peptides. Really. Yeah, it's the oh. WADA, WADA uh, Department, uh, World Anti-Doping Agency. And yeah. IOC follows it, and MMA, uh, UFC, yeah. and Bellator follow it as well, yeah. which is yep. too bad. BPC can be detected in the in the urine. They'll probably get the other ones detectable, too. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because you, it's We healing. make it. I know, it's, we make you it. You literally I, make it. You literally make it yourself. We make Yes, yeah. you know it's right, just it's, right, it's right. embarrassing but you know right. it is what it is so we we have to see all right when they retire then it's like hey i got you we'll put you back together <laughs> when you're retiring you're not in this this testing pool so this was great and you know i appreciate the time and and i've learned so much here through part one and part two because before we got on here i was like i'm gonna be real with you man like i, I love the gut and I'm, I'm still learning more about yeah. it yeah um beyond the surface of here's your you know, here's some magnesium if you're constipated and here's some, you know, some St. Carmacine and, you know, so yeah. getting into what, when probiotics are appropriate, what strains are appropriate. And, you know, and then there's, I didn't even, oh, God, I got to drop this one on you here. Prebiotics. Yeah. What are your thoughts on prebiotics? So as you know, I mentioned the mucolytic um, mucus fermenting bacteria, you know, bifidobacteria longum and lactobacillus rhamnosus are, are some, and a lot of the, you know, uterate making clostridial is the ABCs. I like fiber that's gooey. So that's like glucomannan, and you don't need a lot, a little bit of glucomannan, like half a teaspoon. You got to dilute it in two cups of water because it'll become a concrete block like and swell. And that's why it helps satiety, gets our GLP-1 agonist receptor going, you know, and fill us up. I mean, in the old days, we ate all kinds of underground tubers that were gooey, like taro, and even regular American potatoes do that as well. Um, beans, you know, really swell up. Um, all, all, all countries have fermented beans, like in Asia, it's fermented, um, a lot of fermented, you know, soybean. I was looking at African fermented foods. They ferment all kinds of seeds and beans because they didn't have refrigeration. This is how we stored food, and it was healthy, you know, with a lot of acidity and complex Unami flavor. Um, so I like the gooey uh, fibers. So also psyllium. Um, it's not, a little harsh if someone's using um, it for inflammatory bowel disease. I, I would avoid it until they're stable. Um, but those are the basic ones, just those two. And also inulin is powerful. It's a little sweet, but it's carbs for our flora. There's no nutritive value, no calories for humans. It feeds, it's carbs that feed you know, our um, gut flora. And also now that came out in the market, you just need a few grams, but, and it's expensive, but it's called human milk oligosaccharides. So they come literally from breast milk, but they're synthesized. So human milk oligosaccharides, these optimally like get our immune system on board because as babies are born, they don't have an immune system. They're getting only mom's maternal IgGs. The, um, and uh, you can, you can, with the human milk oligosaccharide really shift disease because you're feeding the really the right flora. Yeah. And then in terms of species for probiotics, this is one thing I forgot to mention is like, we avoid all um, strep probiotics. They're really cheap, they're food-based, they're not really human endogenous to human being microbiome. And a lot of people who are anxious or they have food allergies, they usually have antibodies to their own strep and it will cause a problem at some point, even a small wow. amount. So we, we avoid that temporarily. Just like if someone shows up with antibodies to gluten, we're not gonna do gluten, you know, until maybe, you know, four or six months later, healthy, you know, changes. 
Same with Saccharomyces. So I love the food allergy test from Great Plains. Everyone has some degree of allergies to their own Saccharomyces. Again, for the same reason. They're leaky and then there's Saccharomyces everywhere. And oh, nice. when we add Espolardi, it's problematic. It's just like adding gluten to someone who's gliden or gluten allergic. You're gonna trigger their immune system to be a little haywire. I mean, I do love the peptides and the protocols we have. They help to mitigate all this a lot faster so we can do these things later if we want. Um, but again, so Espolardi was uh, found on um, lychee plant because it um, prevented lychee, which grows in um, the tropics from getting moldy. It's a great probiotic, but it's not really native to humans. Saccharomyces boulardii, yeah. Um, nice, nice. It's lovely, but not part of human. And it could yeah, we may have also antibodies to it until someone has calmed their immune system down, like you're talking about, if it's like crazy, crazy, you know, over, mm -hmm. overactive. Nice, incredible, incredible stuff. And um, I'm excited to continue this conversation and learn more at the Gut Institute because I'm I'm probably going to learn some more. I, I want more of this. <laughs> So I'm like, I need, cool, to get, let's do it. Yeah. I need to get on this. So that being said, Dr. Grace, we're going to let you go so you can enjoy the weekend. And I believe you're in the Bay Area. Yes, I'm in the Bay Area. Okay. Get to enjoy that. You know, um, is it, I don't know if the weather, we, we're recording this in the beginning of March. So I don't know what the weather is like out there, but soon it'll be amazing. Yes. It'll yes, be amazing. Exactly. So, and so that being said, uh, where can we find you for those who didn't listen to part one? I'm at the gutinstitute.com. And you can also find us at Facebook, the Gut Institute. And we love to do little trainings there for both clinicians and coaches, as well as um, really, you know, high level uh, consumers and you know, people who want to like up level their health. We're there, we're here for you. Anything related to poop. Okay. All things related to poop, which is <laughs> uh, a naturopath, man. It's like, I spend a lot of my day asking about bowel movements more so than I <laughs> like to like to admit. Uh, that being said, I, I want to wish you uh, the best and we will talk soon and I probably will see more, not probably, I will see you at conferences in the future because I think we keep running into each other and, and learning more and that thirst, that thirst for knowledge. Yes. And so I, that'll be it for this time, everyone. We look forward to our next interview with Dr. Grace. Everyone out there, stay healthy and safe and we will talk to you and see you soon. I learned so much from you, Dr. Gray. Thank you. Thank you for all that you do and all your magic. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right, bye.